0: Hi, I'm Nina Ender's. I'm Anna Tonk. Welcome to How to Be Human, a podcast that explores the common and often confusing themes of humanness.
1: On this episode, Anna and I discuss victimhood.
0: Take a seat, clear your mind, and let's chat. Hello. Hello. I'm like, sometimes when you do your hello and it, it sounds like your radio voice or something, you know, know. like you know, you're joining. Hello. hello you are joining Anna and Nina for, I don't know what our, our like, yeah.
1: <laughs> Listen, it's the one professional moment I have. And then I start swearing almost immediately after sing. my delicate hello. So give me a, <laughs> give allow it you a me. delicate hello, <laughs> a graceful entry. So this is going to be an interesting topic.
0: Yeah. You know, it's it's funny because I feel a victim of my own behavior today of (laughs) apparently my family and I, we love to go hard for Easter. Like, you know, my brother is sober, but my mom and I like made up for him and it was a really good time. But I was like, got home at like 10 o'clock last night and was like whoa. Like, why, why, you know, we chose violence apparently like oh. against ourselves of, oh. you know, and this morning I woke up and was like, oh, you know, so. do you at least stick to the blood of Christ? I, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> I was freshly out. <laughs> so I, well, I mean, you know, Rosé, some might say Ooh, is, you know, mm-mm. the nectar of Christ. No, that'll um, give you a take. Yeah. So I was drinking rosé. And then because that is not... And my mom and I made that classic mistake as well of when, you know, the lovely server was like, would y'all like a bottle? We were like, oh, no, like, we're not gonna, like, it's not that. I always get the bottle. (laughs) I know. And that probably... You know, cause when you are just ordering those glass, we probably had three glasses of wine and then went and had cocktails on a Sunday, Ooh. which is so not me that like, uh, and then my super was like knocking on my door and I know, and I, I didn't take my makeup off last night cause I forgot I'd worn makeup and I know she oh, visibly recoiled when I opened my door. So
1: <laughs> you didn't take your makeup off.
0: No, I because I literally forgot I had worn it. You know, like I literally forgot. But you don't wash your
1: face it. at night.
0: I mean, usually yes, but I think I fell asleep. I did. In...
1: <laughs> I did. My, you were my... in your twenties last night.
0: Uh huh. I um. I was like, I'm so cold when I got home, so I got under my electric blanket, fell asleep, and did a pre nap on the sofa, and then woke up confused and moved to bed. Yes, I'm in my forties, in case you were wondering, <laughs> and not a teenager or college student. <laughs> And then got into bed and then woke up and was laying there going, wow, tied one on. And then heard the knocking and was like, oh, shit. Forgot I was brawless and um, looked like a raccoon. And yeah, 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 Yikes.
1: So what are we talking about today? Uh, victimhood. I've gotten requests for this specifically. I might have to tell my parents not to listen to this episode.
0: (laughs) That's It's funny, you know, like how you can do like, you know, like trigger warnings or like content warnings. It's like you and I need special ones. I mean, just based on like, my, my mom's like, I posted too many of the same photo to my Instagram. Can you delete them? I was like, just like in my head like how do you some my mom's like my mom's like don't make fun of me you know how i am with these things i'm like help me help you like what's even the logic of thinking i could just like snap my fingers and delete that you know so i don't have to worry about her listening to the pod but i think that we need we do need like parental warnings of like or, or are you related to us don't listen to this one yeah yeah <laughs> So when I first Googled victimhood, Oxford Languages was super helpful and said the state of being a victim. And I was like, cool, really helpful. So then I went to the Cambridge Dictionary. And victimhood noun, the condition of having been hurt, damaged, or made to suffer, especially when you want people to feel sorry for you because of this or use it as an excuse for something. Mm -hmm. Example, despite his personal losses, Paul carries himself without a hint of victimhood. These bloody terror attacks forged a bond of victimhood uh, between the inhabitants of Paris and London. Yeah. 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 It's really, so I've told you about this podcast. I really liked, um, strangers that Leah Tao did and she's got a Patreon. And so Saturday I got a chance to listen to the new series she's doing and releasing on her Patreon. And a lot of it's sort of processing this time in her life when a lot of bad shit happened. And she, she was one of the people who really created the, or brought the moth into what it is. And when she did that, she got ousted. And at the same time, her fiance left her and she found out it had been cheating on her. So she left New York and went to LA. And, you know, a lot, when I found her work, a lot of it was, and this is like seven years ago, was a, was still a lot about like processing that and And like her feelings around failure and like all these different things. And she basically did a, it it was so interesting to find it. She had like a whole episode where she went back to various healers and people she saw at that time and interviewed them. And this one woman who did body work was like talking about victimhood and said, It doesn't allow contact when you're in that mode. There's no real communicating, only masticating again and again something. It's tricky because helplessness and victim mode hide a lot of pain that has to be worked through. Hmm. And I I was really struck by that because for me, it, it really articulated something about victimhood that I think is tricky of like, if you're in like if you're in that mode i think 9 times out of 10 you you deserve to be you know something has happened but when that something about when she said or when i heard it doesn't allow contact like really articulated for me is something that makes victimhood so uncomfortable of either when a friend is in that place and it, in you know is is maybe seeking comfort or support and you know leaning on you or when you're in that place something about I think that like that isolation has always been really uncomfortable for me with it yeah Tell me what you
1: think about it. what I went in. I don't I think a victim victim- I th- well I read something interesting that is said victimhood can become a part of a person's identity, but it is a learned behavior Mm. and can be changed. It often evolves as a defense mechanism to cope with adverse life events. People who constantly blame other people or situations for the events in their lives have victim mentality. So, I think of it less as people who are actually victims of things, not that they haven't been. Obviously, we all have been victimized in some way, but less that and actually and and more someone who has taken things that I would consider kind of mostly normal life stuff and decided that unlucky things or bad things only happen to them.
0: I agree. Yes, I agree. I have very little patience for people who think they cornered the market on sadness (laughs) or bad things. And I remember once. Trademark. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) trademark. So only me. There was this guy in school who would always, you know, like kind of be like, well, I want to say his mom had died and he was like, well, cause my mom died. My mom died. And I was like, well, my dad died. What else you got next? You know, <laughs> God, that sounds I, like
1: something someone in my family would say,
0: <laughs> you know, cause I just was like every, like, it was like no matter what someone brought up to him, it just always was about like his mom dying, you know? And I do Oof. think that they're probably like, even though i know me at the time was reacting to feeling like it, that was an excuse he was making you know i think it's complicated in that like maybe the mom's death is like what kicked it off you know but then what continued to happen or get like then it became like his his just like it, I mean, it became excuse it yeah it became his personality or like like default you yeah, know totally and that i think is like really dangerous you know
1: like cuz it is i think few things are that simple you know and also like one of so again separating having a traumatic event obviously separating that for a moment you know when i was growing up My dad would constantly, I mean, it was just really like, he would just come home and be like, well, this person and that person and, you know, kind of like the the world's out to get him. That's what he thought. And I was just like, when I got to an age where it dawned on me, I'm like, could this, could you be the common denominator? Yeah. Like, could that be, I think we all have those moments right I mean I know I have with men or or jobs or whatever you know it's like at some point we have to look at our shit and and be like how am I playing a part in this but the but there are people who really I find it fascinating who who really use it as a way to not move at all
0: do you think that it's like something happens you know like you, the traumatic event happens you know you're victimized essentially and in the trying to process that or whatever it's like becomes easier to just uh, like think only bad things are going to happen. Like, do you, do you think we embrace or kind of slip into victimhood sometimes as a way, like, is it almost like a form of skepticism that becomes like protection of like, you know, I don't understand why this bad thing happened to me. So rather than like processing it, I'm going to assume it's just because bad things happened to me. So then now I'm going to expect that, you know, like,
1: yeah, almost, almost like as a way to control too. Like, at least mm -hmm. I know the outcome.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I also you know, the th- explanation, you right. know, versus going, who knows, like who knows why that happened, you know, or, or like, whatever, what's the,
1: or what, I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's hard to separate like this from like paranoia too, you know, I mean, not like clinical paranoia, yes. but when I think of, you know, when I was actually victimized, right. The, the time, like the one thing that stands out in my mind, I mean, do I like, really dislike most men. Yeah, I do. But for many reasons, do I expect to be a victim of most men? I mean, kinda, but that's like data. You know what I mean? I don't feel like I'm in victim mentality. Because of that, I do feel a little paranoid. Like, I don't trust men. I don't trust strangers. I don't trust men who are strangers, you know. And so I think it's like you have to do a little digging for yourself of it would be nice to walk out and be Pollyanna about it and be like, well, you know, that just happened that one time and people are good. But the reality is many women are victimized every single day by men. So it would it's a reasonable thing to feel you know, not safe. Right. In that, but victimhood would be like, I can't, for me, this is my opinion would be like, men are only doing this to me. Like I'm the only one that like really like making it so everything being so personal and singular.
0: Yes. I think making it personal and singular and almost like all roads lead back to it, you know, Mm -hmm. like I if someone's like I'm not a big fan of X, I'm like, okay, cool, like unless it's something that like you know I don't know if someone's like, I'm not a big fan of like breathing, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, but for like the most part, I'm You're like gonna have to I'm like- good luck with that, you know, like let me know, I don't care, you know, like fine, but like when someone's constantly like. I don't want to go into that store because there's a bunch of men in there and like, yeah, that's something totally about that also makes me uncomfortable because I think also too, like, to your point about like the paranoia or something, I find a lot of times when people are sort of existing in that space and just sort of living in it, have set up like camp in it, that it becomes very convenient too, where they're never challenging it. You know, they're never asking, like, the coworker, like, did you mean to be a dick or, like, did I misunderstand you? You know, like, it's shocking how many times people are, like, not trying to hurt your feelings, you know? And I know for me, like, I I really... I've most of my life have really like run from the label of like victim. I've like really tried not to be in a place of victimhood, but I know at times like my pain was just so much that I absolutely was, you know, like I absolutely was existing in that place of just assuming everybody was treating me poorly. And like, I was being victimized like by the world, you know? And like, of course that barista was just rude to me because people think they could be rude to me or whatever versus going like, Maybe the person before me had been a jerk to her, you know. Like who knows? Like, Maybe and just she sort hates
1: of, being a fucking barista.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. She's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what time of year it is. I'm sweating thanks to this, you know. Like that. I think that it it become like it, it be, something about like again that quote like when she was saying like it, it's the inability to connect as well that like I find I find when people are in victimhood or really self-pitying is very triggering for me Oof. I'm not a big fan of it Same. I tend to like go from those people like even if they deserve to be and something I've noticed with people like I don't want to brag but like I've had a lot of trauma in my life and
1: yes you have. I've had
0: a, I've, yeah I've had a lot of traumatic events and so I'm like
1: Pretty I was well thinking about that as it. I was going to sleep the other night about how much family, <laughs> I swear to God about how much yeah, family that's so
0: sweet. I mean yeah. it's like really nice like thank like, you oh, I appreciate Anna. that Anna. yeah, yeah. as I was
1: slumbering. Of-
0: And I'll, and I forget it all the time, you know, to be honest. And sometimes when I'm being really hard on myself and like, why haven't I done this or why haven't I done that? And I'm like, not for nothing, but you've had like a lot of trauma, you know, and had to sift through that. And like, and it never, I mean, I've only had very small windows in my life when something like didn't happen, to be honest. And I think I do, I think I do feel a sense of pride that I don't descend into victimhood. You know, like, I don't think it makes me better than anyone, but I think I feel proud of myself that I don't, you know, that I'm like, I'm not going to let things take that from me or take my life from me. Like I'm still going to like thrive and be a silly clown and do the things that I want to do. But I've noticed with friends sometimes, because I tend to be the person that everybody comes to when they're going through trauma, because they're like, you seem to know something about this. And I'm like, come with me, friend. Like you feel real, real kooky right now. You know, like it's so hard for us to move on when something happens to us, which is not a hot take. But I think that when something traumatic happens, you do already feel isolated. You know, like everybody else is living their life or everything's going on. And you're like, this thing happened to me and I don't know how to be in the world right now because of it. And I've seen with friends sometimes, when they're moving past maybe the, like the initial sort of of like something's happened and it's the, the a crisis mode, you know, once that sort of moved on, once maybe the crowds sort of dissipated, you don't have like the initial support system. A lot of friends almost like double down, you know, because I think it's like their brains just can't accept that like bad things happen to us and we have to move on that like we don't get a prize we don't you don't like we don't get a shout out on the news you know like that i think we all all of us cannot believe that like uh, like a close friend of mine struggled a bit like when her um partner had had an accident because i think like she just was like how you know and i remember feeling that way like when my dad died Of seeing people like going about their days and like wanting to scream and be like how are you going about your day? Yeah. Yeah. Like my dad died. Like I just, I remember that feeling of like how you feel and I hear echoes of it. And I think that like, for me, there's something about that relationship of like trauma tends to be isolating and then like victimhood is isolating. Like it's like this continuation of keeping us in what I think is also a really painful part of trauma.
1: Yeah. I also feel like, perspective has so much to do or has changed my relationship and also helped me uh, maybe not have more patience because I really don't have a lot of patience for it. (laughs) I really don't. I, I have patience for obviously all the patience for anyone who is suffering from a traumatic event. What I get burnt out on because I, I was exposed to so much of it too as a kid is the shifting of blame or the not realizing that like it literally happens to, and I, and I I actually feel so sensitive about even saying this because I don't like or agree with, well, somebody has it worse. Like that's not what I'm talking about yeah at all. But at a certain point, we do have to recognize what we what we have and what's going well and how we're healing, and how you know things are happening to some sort of positive end, and I'm really talking about like the smaller stuff in life, you know, yeah, I'm not talking about major grief and things, but I'm talking about feeling like things are never going right for you and not asking questions about how we're participating in things that aren't going right. Yeah. And also like what else other people are going through, you know, and how that might be affecting the dynamic or what we think we're being victimized by.
0: I think you're bringing up a really beautiful point because it's like comparison sucks, but perspective is healing. And yeah, Many times when I've gone down that path and been like, nothing's good, fuck my life, you know, like, blah, 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 that didn't help me like it didn't feel good. That certainly like it felt it's junk food. It feels good for a split second. It feels good for a split second. Like I think for me sometimes it can be tricky for me to like really acknowledge and feel my circumstances. So sometimes that that can be helpful for me to kind of go I'm not happy. This isn't working. I feel bad. You know, like can be helpful for me. But then sometimes I think it's like I I keep like doubling down and I've had to learn like, it's one thing to like, give yourself a weekend to be like, to wallow and be like, I'm sad, this feels bad. Or, you know, I do have feelings about this ex I haven't let go of or whatever, whatever it is that's you, you know, are just sort of chewing on. I think like giving yourself a period of time to really like steep yourself in it can be helpful. But then the second I go, okay, you've like really, really beat this drum of like, Everything sucks, you know, but I don't think that that's actually what's true and made myself look at like, where is there evidence of love? And I'm like, look at what this person did for you or think about how this person reached out to you yesterday and said this lovely thing or think about this or whatever. Yes. And it's. It's hard. in it, like that also comes with like, I think its own sort of pain in a way of like being hopeful or being willing to see that or like explode your brain by not being in, you know, black and white thinking. But it's it's what has pulled me out of that. You know and i do think that it sucks sometimes when people are are really stuck in victimhood or just have made it their personality or like forgotten the separation and now it has become their personality that like you don't really want to help them it gets to a point where you're just like well you can't you're annoying
1: You just can't help them because there's no, there is no way to help somebody who's not open to being helped or to seeing the alternative, like, you know, way of thinking or just another option. I was in my victim feelings last week and I feel the same way as you in that. I think that I tried so hard not to be a victim that I have. I find it really hard to like feel my feelings sometimes and be like, you are not feeling good about this. This is making you sad. That's okay. You know, but I was having a little tantrum about like a couple things. And one of them was this, you know, like literal high school bullshit. And I was like, and I literally had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, what's hurting your feelings right now? You're, you're hurt because you weren't invited to something that you didn't want to go to. And now
0: <laughs> Were you talking to me? Because like, I feel me, like I've had this exact pep talk with Let myself. me just like get
1: that straight. Like I just want the facts. Yeah. Like, exactly okay. uh-huh. if you uh-huh. were invited to this thing, would you have gone? No. Yeah. It's like while well, we're being not. so devastated. Let's get Dev- the facts on the just record. Like, how dare they? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like so incredibly thoughtless and just unbelievable after everything I've done for them, okay, to invite me to something I wasn't going to go (laughs) to. So rude. So I'm like talking to myself in the mirror. I'm like, you wouldn't have gone. You haven't spoken to this person in a long time, but I was in the comparison of like, I know he hasn't talked to all of these people in a longer time than he's talked to me. And he used to come visit me in Mexico and, Oh, I guess I was cool when I lived in Mexico, but as soon as I had a baby, not so cool anymore. Right now it's the bros club again. And blah, blah, blah. Like I, this is the, di- this is the dialogue. <laughs> yep. 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 I'm familiar and with I'm this like, spiral out. Like, hey, mm-hmm. Poor Nina. Like, all this, yeah. just, I God. just, I'm a good friend. I'm and a great they just friend in okay? my I'm face. not a good friend. I'm a great <laughs> <Yeah>. friend. <laughs> I'm an excellent friend, top notch. So I'm like, what a waste of all these years. I've known these people since (laughs) I was fucking five years old. And then I'm like, can you believe, is that what you think friends are? I can't believe you thought that's what friends were. So I'm just like, Oh,
0: then you turn on yourself too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I decide (laughs) to like talk it out and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to let this one go because it's, it's just, it's over. You've had the talk. And I go to a Pilates class and meet like such an awesome person who I like click with immediately. And I leave like laughing my ass off. I'm like, right. Here I am thinking like, that's where my mind is or that's where my friend is. But, but it's like, you don't live there anymore, like physically, emotionally, like that's okay. Like you've moved, you've long moved on and like, here's what's available to you. And this is what you actually want. So that's the gift, you know? And it was just really, I have to have a sense of humor about all of it. As I know, that's why one of the reasons why we connect so well, because I think because we just both have this kind of dark sense of humor a little bit. But also just it gets us through a lot, you know, and not in a not in a way yeah. to bypass, but just to be like the absurdity, like it's absurd. Yes.
0: I Well, yeah, usually at some point when I'm really spiraling out. I start laughing at myself and I'm like, girl, <laughs> like, yeah. you've put on some performances, but this is truly <laughs> exactly. one of Like, three. and scene. like and scene. Yeah. Where I'm just <laughs> like, you are truly a crazy person at some point or, you know, and I'll, I, do you find that like, I find for me with, with victimhood and like something I was hearing in your story is like this tendency to think in like absolutes, you know? Yes. And it's like, we'll focus on this one person of like, they didn't invite me or they didn't, you know, which essentially is feeling left out, which is essentially tapping our senses of belonging. You know, it's like nothing's ever, nothing's ever fucking chill in this life. You know, if you're a human being, you're like, oh, I thought I was just pissed. I didn't get invited to this like dumb thing. Nope. It was like, it was tapping all this stuff much below the surface that we can't think too much about. Otherwise we'd never do anything. It's like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's what we're all doing all the time. And I'll be like, no one ever likes me. I don't have friends, you know? And I'll be like, what about the people you blew off last week?
1: And I'm like, no, 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 Brian. We're going to conveniently delete those.
0: You know, like I love the absolutes you can go oh, yeah. into sometimes. I've wasted my
1: friend life. Like that's like what a, like well, that's yeah. that's where I go. Yep, my it's so crazy to me. Like, uh,
0: do you, what do you think is the relationship Between, I'm gonna this hot take. I'm excited. Victimhood and narcissism.
1: Ooh, I mean, listen. I came in hot, and like in my mind, that's where I started. This was like, I I, they are they are married. They are naked together. They they (laughs) they're they're naked (laughs) together. Oh my god! (laughs) Yes, they are. This is rated R. This podcast. (laughs) I think they are so the way I learned of them, they're very closely linked. And
0: I agree. I, I agree. And that's I why so I don't all.
1: have patience because Same. I don't do narcissism. You I, know? I don't know that anyone like does it, but yeah. I just, I spot it like immediately I'd like to think. And even if I choose to engage with it, I, I know it's there. And I just am like, motherfucker. No. Yeah. You, you are not the only person in the universe
0: you think that's why, even if someone is deserving of their victimhood, you know, like, I think we've all met that person who just tells you their life story and you're like,
1: yikes. Oof.
0: Yeah, just like, wow, the fact that you're like. Standing here talking to me seems like some sort of miracle, you know, that they're standing in some way. Oh, I have an like, example. Go ahead. And you're like, but you're like, I want nothing to do with you, you know. Well, and it's not because I think you're like tainted by trauma or anything, mm-mm. but it's like I find sometimes whether whether or not they are an actual narcissist, I think the word narcissist gets thrown around way too, you know way too often and it was funny i was listening to a podcast where the woman was like oh yeah everyone wants to think their ex is like a narcissist sociopath or psychopath she's like you should be so lucky she's like unfortunately that's such a small percentage of our uh, of our population i was like she's like most people just garden variety like suck i'm like Oh no! You know
1: narcissistic qualities. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. It, 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 well, and that's something she was talking about as well as like the spectrum of narcissism. Blah blah blah. Anyway, even if all people who've who've really, you know, settled and moved into victimhood aren't narcissists, there is something I think so narcissistic about thinking kind of like you're the only person hurting or you're the only person. Yeah something bad has happened to or like that now every person who meets you something owes you something. I, yeah. Or my mom was good about that in regards to my dad's death where she was sort of like, y'all are not going to use this as an excuse, you know, like you can, you can be upset and be in pain and you, like you can have feelings, but like, I'm not going to let y'all blame your dad's death for anything, you know? And felt harsh at the time, but I do think it was really mm. smart.
1: You yeah. know, like my mom has some, some hot takes sometimes that like, I agree. I think that's a good, you know, it's because how is that helping your kid?
0: I also think sometimes like stuff that, you know, she said that felt like kind of brutal at the time. Like as an adult, when I've been like, what was that about? Like, you know, like what was your goal with that? It, like and I asked her about it, and she's like well i I did want y'all to like feel it like I didn't want y'all to like i I did feel a sense of like this bad thing had happened to y'all at such a young age and I didn't want the rest of your life to be like about saying your dad died you know like she felt r- really strongly about that and that's so hard to like think about like a surviving parent you know like fuck like what am I gonna do like you but know like, she didn't a want to define thing.
1: you I think that like
0: yeah, that's,
1: that's pretty, you know, powerful because it's, yeah, a, it's it's a huge part of your story, obviously, but it's not and who to have, you are.
0: Yeah, and to have that like awareness at that time, I think was interesting. And, you know, like, I think she went a little too far the other direction. She was like, I don't want anyone to pity us. I don't want like, mm. you know, like she definitely went a little bit too far the other direction. But like some of that was also too, because she's like, I wanted us to have privacy. I didn't want every, everybody watching us. I wanted us to be able to grieve the way that we wanted to and needed to. And I was like, that's really interesting, you know? And she's like, and I didn't want like y'all to feel like labeled or something that like, because your dad had died, like y'all were going to be like the sad kids or something. And I was like, huh, that's really Interesting. And I don't think we felt that way. You know, like I, th- I I, think a lot of her, like how she communicated it, you know, like I have notes, but like the intention and what she was trying to do, I think was really incredible on her part. And I'm grateful for it. With some of that stuff of her being like, yes, this is terrible, but we're going to get through it. And like, it doesn't define you, I think was really helpful because... I think it is so easy to get stuck in that and then want the world to get so confused because you're like you're giving you're energizing the wound all the time you know Mm -hmm. like if you're kind of existing that way so it it does you're just feeding it and feeding it and it's like I do think you become more and more confused as to what the world owes you
1: Yeah. I also think you, a huge part of being actually a victim of something really and truly like you, you want and need people to be empathetic, right? Around you. Mm, And you start to lose that naturally because people move on, unfortunately. But I think as somebody who is very much hyper-focused on that they are a victim, like you, it's, it's almost like the girl who cried, boy, who cried wolf type of energy where you're like, mm. is something always, not with obviously a death, but if something is like always wrong or something's always happening, then it's hard to discern like when they actually really need that help or that moment or the space held because it's like, but it's yeah. always happening.
0: I think you're right. I think that is a bit the, the boy who cried wolf. Like imagine if every time I like was sad or just like had some feelings you know and you were like what's up I was like oh I'm just having a bad dead dad day you know like <laughs> you wouldn't really know what that meant
1: you know like but like I am an incredibly empathetic person and I feel deeply and I I just couldn't, there, there's a, there's a little case study. Now, you I would, would like give to be
0: like a month and then you would be like, I got to know what you're like, bad like, dad, ooh. dad, 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 day means like you would be like, does that just mean you're sad? Like you would, you, yeah, would be have like, to you wouldn't lack empathy, up. but you would be like,
1: I'm going to need more at this point. <laughs> We've been exercising this for a month. <laughs> this muscle must be tired. So there, I, I want to be very clear that I don't discuss clients like hardly ever and would never in a public setting. But there's one like particular person who I've worked with many, many years ago that I will obviously not name who's like a case study and especially for this. (laughs) Mm, So this person, when I first met her, I picked up the phone and she like literally vomited all of her trauma. Like, I mean like, and then I was five and then I was six and then I was seven and then I was eight. And I was just like, I mean, for an hour straight she just talked about her trauma and i was like wow and i remember to your earlier thinking like this woman's alive like how this is a lot of in- like intense trauma like all of her life and so i had so much so much compassion and empathy for her and we started working together and I realized very quickly that it wasn't going to work for many reasons, but one of them, because she literally didn't listen to anything that I would say because she would constantly be talking about something now recent something happened, how she was a victim of it. Like this, 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 like she crying. Like I was like, you need, you know, probably some, you know, psychiatric help as well. She, would call on all these different healers and they would like fire her because they were like, like a breathwork teacher was like, you don't want breathwork. Like you want something else, you know? And I don't know what it is, but I can't help you. And I just watched all of these things like happen and happen. And what's fascinating about her is she ended up becoming part of QAnon.
0: Not surprising. Not
1: at all. And, but it really, it was, but it also was like, it it just made so much sense. Yeah. A lot of people with trauma about in cults. Totally. And she started to regurgitate and like that's how I found out about Q because she told me and like mm. what she was doing and thinking. And I was like, Google and was like, Oh, this shit's crazy. And then it blew up, obviously. But my point is it was like a wall that there's no there was just nothing could penetrate it.
0: Yeah. Nothing.
1: Because that's all she knew was that she was a victim of something every single day, all day. And that was the life that she was living in. And that was the lens which through she saw everything through which she she saw everything from morning till night.
0: Yeah. It's so uncomfortable. It's really sad. And I think on some level too, we know that it's not true. So we know that
1: this is not reality, you know, but it also just became, it's so like everything was like, you're, you're not seeing like so many things and it just became, everything was about her all the time. And that's what I couldn't stand. I'm like, everybody has bad days. Everybody has horrible things. Well, a lot of most people have horrible things happen to them, but for every single day of your life at 40 years old to be like, so self self, indulgent and so much about how the world is wronging you from like a coffee to why i don't have a boat like literally these are like they have boats and i don't have a boat and i'm like well okay that that stuff is just really taxing on people
0: yeah well and it's also just like not the way that the the world works it but there's something there seems to be something about victimhood that it starts to translate into some sort of like flawed equation like
1: oh I have a question for you but go ahead
0: happened to me therefore I deserve the you know like and it's like no it doesn't doesn't work that way that's not how that works you know like
1: so I don't think the millennials, no, not millennials, the Gen Z. Gen Z, is that what they are? I think so. Okay, yeah. so I have a question for you. How much do you think entitlement and victimhood sit together? And how much do you think that is affecting the younger generation?
0: I do think they they go together. I think they have some kind of relationship I'm not sure what it is. You know, like, I think that people, I don't know if it's like, you know, growing up seeing the commercials of like, you know, have you been a victim of like, you may be entitled to compensation. <laughs> like, <laughs> did someone hit your car? <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if it's because of like li- the litigious nature of the US or, What that we tend to be like, like, if something bad happened, then we deserve something, you know, and I do think I wonder sometimes like, you know, often trauma and victimization comes with shame. So And shame sucks and shame feels really bad. Do people, instead of feeling shame sometimes, default into entitlement? You know, like, rather than thinking that I'm marked by this bad thing that happened to me, is it easier to then say, like, this bad thing happened to me and the world owes it to to me to make it right? You know, like, is that a different way some people go? but I think that there is a relationship for sure between entitlement and victimhood or can be like, I think also too, like, cause I mean, like victimhood and I think also like advocating or like personal responsibility or, you know, like things are like your own voice agency and things too. like get confusing that I've heard. And I know for myself sometimes that I maybe like didn't want to self advocate or say something, but I would then be a little like, this thing happened to me so i'm gonna do this you know like Mm -hmm. i felt entitled to do something you know good or bad you know like and they were definitely unrelated yeah and they were unrelated you know and there was some level of awareness in my head you know there was some level of choice of this thing happened to me so i am doing this you know or or i feel in you know like it wasn't always like bad or like, you know, this bad thing happened to me. So I feel entitled to like, you know, rob a store or something. Like, no, it wasn't <laughs> like I only did that a couple times. You know, only a few times. But, you know, it's like no different than the, like you had a bad day at work. So like, you're like, I'm going to order takeout. You know, I deserve takeout. No, you know, exactly. like it's the I would say it's, it's like a version of that, you know, that and I had an awareness of it. But I think that that's something, too, I had to start challenging myself on and being like, that's not really how that works. And like, does it matter? Like, just because of this, like, I don't think that's how it works. You know,
1: I feel confused about because obviously our generation went through a lot of shit. You know, we've seen a lot of stuff collectively, but this younger generation, somehow they feel like they have less tools, even though they have more tools. And I'm just trying to figure out, because a lot of them I feel like are speaking as if you know they've been kind of wronged which they have because they kind of inherited like a shitty you know world in a lot of ways and they're trying to change stuff and I really appreciate that aspect when the like stuff happens to me or I feel like stuff happens to me and entitlement meet and then they They think that what I see a lot of them doing is like, I'm just going to take, 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 take. And the rules don't apply to me because I feel like the world owes me something. That's where I'm like, wait, what's happening here? And it seems like it's happening to many of them.
0: Yeah, it also like kind of comes back to like two wrongs don't make a right, you know, like, yeah, every generation has had something happen every generation, you know, like, and that's where like comparison doesn't serve any of us, you know, like, but there's something there's a term I can't remember it, of course, right now, that that's like of a different form of entitlement of like, the people who were like, I didn't get help with my student loan. So like, why should we? get rid of them you know it's like I forget what it's a form of of like uh, like reverse entitlement or something but it's like that doesn't that's not helping anyone like ideally it's like we're working to figure out how to make education free for all like it sucks if you didn't get to participate in that but like that's that ultimately will help all of us you know like
1: that's the fucking that's how progress works
0: yeah and I do think it's tough I mean I have a hard time sometimes like people who can be really triggering for me are adults, people that say 30 and up, who have clearly never had anything bad happen to them before in their lives. And when the first bad thing does, and they're like, oh my God, like, did you know that's going to happen? And I'm like, kind of my whole life, you know, <laughs> like. You know this happen? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, yes, bad things can happen. My you foundation know? Like, is shattered. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I find sometimes they, can be the, the worst in, in, in my opinion. And it's like, I mean, like, I'm like, well, God, how would I roll with something if nothing bad had ever happened to me? And then it did as an adult. And then I'm also just like, but where's also the gratitude that like, nothing had happened until now, you know, like, yeah, it, it's kind of like the, the twofer, but like, those are people that can be tricky for me.
1: Well, There's a few like signs that I wanted to share with people or like common, you know, victim mentality bits. Yeah, as we
0: wrap it up, let's
1: do it. So number one is you feel powerless, unable to solve a problem or cope effectively with it. Just like a standard problem. (laughs) Mm. You tend to see your problems as catastrophes. That's Mm. a big one. Is it a problem or is it a catastrophe? You tend to think others are purposefully trying to hurt you. You believe you are alone and targeted for mistreatment.
0: Targeted is interesting.
1: Yeah. Don't you know?
0: Yeah, and I would say if you're white and feel targeted, you're probably you're not. wrong.
1: <laughs> you are <laughs> you're incorrect. <just> wrong.
0: <laughs> if you think if you reverse racism is a targeted, thing, you're wrong. <laughs> Yeah, if you're not white and feel targeted, you are probably correct. And I don't know how victimhood and like systemic forms of oppression. I I don't know what the answer is to that. You know, so because you're not wrong, you have been victimized. So I'm not sure how you avoid victimhood if you are someone subjected to that. But but I think these are really good signs for like the average person who maybe isn't dealing with systemic forms of oppression to come yeah, check which, in and go am I dissenting into somewhere I don't want to be?
1: Yeah. It's like, I hope it's clear as day that we're not talking about people who are actually, you know, day in, day out generations, hundreds, thousands of years oppressed and victimized that we're talking about this mentality. That's very different. And, you know, being a victim is a very serious thing that you, you know, deserve to feel, And work through and that's not what we're here to talk or judge anyone on. But there's another piece of this that for people, I think that have been victims, you hold tightly to thoughts and feelings related to being a victim. You also May refuse to consider other perspectives for how to think about and for how to cope with your problems. As a victim, you feel compelled to keep painful memories alive, not forgive mm. and take revenge. Revenge is a good one, which I get. I'm yeah. like, I'm, if there were no consequences and I, I wasn't a, of- a great person, I would take revenge on yeah. many.
0: <laughs> I have a lot of revenge fantasies, but I do think especially when you have no new information, when you keep replaying a story. Uh, yeah. Not, not always a good sign. It's regardless so of. Yeah. <laughs> God, that sucks. Even like, even when it's justified, even if you're anger or pain or. Oh, the worst, the worst feeling. And
1: truly, I don't know how you feel, but. Like. We're losing when we hold on, you know, to something and live it as if it's, us, we are giving the power over to what happened or who did it, or there's got to be a way to disengage from it in some way to heal it. And, but also to give yourself back ourselves back this life that has been lost. Even if it's, if it's a little piece, if it's a giant piece, like how do you, how do you reclaim part of yourself you know if you don't you just are kind of all these bits of you are floating outside and you're going to give the power to like the girl who was rude to you at the coffee shop you know I mean I've done it I get it but was it really about you did she even see you you know probably not
0: yeah yeah it's very true I would offer anyone who's maybe struggling or is in that zone of like something happened to you and now maybe the crowds have faded but you you feel left alone with it that picking yourself back up or returning to your life as it was or moving on in some sort of way is not the same as pretending like it never happened Mm. and something that became a real goal for me in adulthood was integration, that I wanted all my parts to be integrated within me, but I wanted present adult day me to be the one kind of running the ship. And that's something I come back to over and over and over again, that will make me have to drop victimhood. Cause I'm like, ultimately victimized me can't drive the ship. It doesn't take me where I want to go. And, Letting go of that stuff, or going that was deeply painful. I didn't deserve it. Isn't the same as is pretending like it never happened. But I think sometimes, what, the the having to let it go in order to move forward, feels like self betrayal. But I just think whatever you can do to reframe that for yourself to see, it's actually an act of courage for your future self
1: strive for it because i think it can help you time and time again yeah i totally agree and also if it's something that you really need justice for Mm. that's a go get it you know like nobody is saying don't seek out what you deserve in terms of justice right yes we we do have to ask ourselves like is this a catastrophe is this a is this something I need justice for, or I want justice for, or is this something that's happening in my life that is a problem and an income or an inconvenience or a misunderstanding? Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking yeah. to us, listening to us. <laughs> we appreciate it. And until next time, party people. That's all for today's episode.
0: If you're interested in submitting a topic or want to submit a question for our advice episode, please join our membership community at howtobehumanpod.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, we're guides, not gurus.